Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Gerilyn has the night off. As a result, they've gone to the bench and they pointed to me, Steve Thompson, and here I am with producer Jonathan Lull. On this Sunday night, it could be raining where you are. And if we're going to get rain, you probably don't want it to rain in the middle of the day on a Saturday or a Sunday because there, um, there, there's only 12 of those, or is it 13, between Memorial Day and Labor Day. But nevertheless, uh, it looks like we're going to get a fair amount of rain in these parts overnight. And uh, Al spoke about it in the weather a moment ago parts of the state already seeing a fair amount of rain as you go out toward uh, the south dakota border a lot of areas seeing much needed rain here tonight the heaviest from the alexandria area down toward wilmer and that will fill in in the overnight hours as you heard a moment ago so we're going to get an overnight rain it looks like that rain will continue into monday morning And then as you heard, it will warm up in the coming week. But uh, uh, the rain we're getting, for the most part, on radar, is kind of that slow soaker rain that uh, we so desperately need in many parts of the state. And this certainly won't get us out of a drought situation, but it nevertheless is a start. Any rain is welcome at this point. And I had a thought about that, and... I do from time to time, and those tragic fires in Maui, uh, or when you see some sort of other weather-related disaster, uh, hurricanes, tornadoes, etc., with all our technology, with all our knowledge, we're still heavily relying on the weather, and heavily reliant on the timing of rain. And it's still really interesting here in 2023 that in that area, we, we, we still rely on Mother Nature, for sure. And speaking of that story out of Maui and the horrible fires and the aftermath of those fires is that they're asking tourists to stay away for now. And it probably goes without saying because the areas of the island that have been spared, they need that for first responders. They need housing for those displaced. But just a 
horrible tragedy out of Maui. And Jonathan Lowell is our producer. And Jonathan, uh, isn't that interesting, though, that, that here we are in August of 2023 and how dependent we are on the weather and good fortune when it comes to weather. I know we've had some storms move through the metro area and down trees and cause hail damage. Uh, th- there was some fairly significant hail damage uh, from from storms over the last couple of weeks here in the Twin Cities metro area. So all we know, all our technology, we're still heavily relying on the weather. It's interesting that you mentioned that. I know it was a couple of months ago, I believe, at this point, that um, – Geraldine and I were talking about weather and controlling the weather. Sure. And I don't think that that's a great idea to, to, to have people maybe control the weather. Start to fool with that. Yes, because of a couple of things. Number one, if you control the weather, you're going to control the the resources of the planet for the most part. You can control what grows in your area as far as crops, as far as uh, resources for other areas, water, that sort of thing. And then what's to stop someone else from coming in and fighting a war over it? But the other thing is this planet is an ecosystem, and we don't think of it that way a lot of times. We hear the word ecosystem, and we're like, oh, that might be something that is part of the planet. It's it's the Amazon rainforest. It's the Mongo or the the Gobi Desert, the Mojave Desert in the Southwest. It's it's yeah, the Gulf Stream in the yes, Atlantic. it's it's, it's all not all of those facts. It's different things to different people in different places of the planet. No, the ecosystem is the entire planet. It all works together. Yeah, and so that's what we don't seem to realize is it's all interconnected and there are bad eras for some parts of the planet there are good eras for some parts of the planet but it all works in tandem nothing is separate from one another because if something actually separates out that might screw up the whole system and then where would we be yeah, and I, I think it gets back, and I, and I was thinking about this, because we're getting much-needed rain and uh, overnight tonight, right now, as I pointed out on the radar, some areas of central and west, central Minnesota seeing the lion's share of the rain right now, but it's expected overnight to move through the Twin Cities area, and we, we should get a good drink of water overnight tonight. But it, it kind of goes back to that philosophy once upon a time, And I never understood this even as a kid, that you would have in one part of the restaurant the smoking section, and in the other part of the restaurant you'd have the non-smoking section. And I I think our our planet is is a restaurant, if you will, and it it doesn't it doesn't work um, that okay. We're, we're going to do what we can in our part of the restaurant to do the right thing. And in the other part of the restaurant, uh, other countries or emerging industrial powers are just going to do whatever. And that's going to solve the problem um, or, or the problems. I think, that's um, a, I think that's a decent analogy. 
Yeah, um, for, and I think that's sure. why when when you just just getting off to, on that tangent that you brought up, that's why a lot of these states started passing these laws to just make all indoor spaces non-smoking, and then you could smoke at a certain distance from the building, whether yeah. they're restaurants or government buildings or whatnot. The planet is, to continue your analogy, it's all in the same room. There is no separators. There are no there are no walls that are. Well, a lot of them were just half walls. You know, I, I think going yeah. to a restaurant with my mom and dad way back in the day, and, and even as a kid, it was like, okay, my mom and dad didn't smoke, so we would always go into the no smoking area of the restaurant. But on occasion, if grandma and grandpa were along, and this was when I was real young, uh, grandma and grandpa were maybe smokers, then we'd all agree, all right, we're going to go sit where they can. But even as a kid, I was thinking to myself, well, how does this work? Is this really going to, you know, keep folks on the other side of the restaurant from dealing with the harmful effects of the smoke, so to speak. And, and, and that's the thing. Unless you have some sort of structure wall to, to wall off that Absolutely. area and the air and have some sort of separate ventilation system, it's not going to matter. It's the, All that smoke is going to filter throughout the, the room. It's just it might take a little while longer to get to other parts of the room. And that's the thing with the planet. There's no wall. There is no wall separating us from china there is no wall separating us from south africa there is no wall separating us from brazil uh it's all there it's all out in the open and russia siberia india you 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 name it we all kind of share um the same restaurant if you will and it's just interesting to me and and i don't necessarily want to go down the the rabbit hole of getting into climate change and and pressing those alarm buttons here on a Sunday night. But it still is interesting to me in 2023 that, and and I know farmers do this very intently and keep close eye on on the weather because of their livelihood. But but in reality, we we all rely on those farmers for for what they produce. Well, we rely on... And just paying attention to... Hey, we really need rain, and and seeing the rain, and looking at the radar, sitting here on a Sunday night, going, "That's a good thing." And here we are in 2023, and the attitude was the same a hundred years ago, or two hundred years ago, or for that matter, who lived on this land a thousand years ago, saying the same thing: "We really could use rain." And and it's not just from a standpoint of the food that we need to sustain us. It's just our recreation. It's just us getting out and living life. You know, yeah, I, I told you during the break uh, while while Al was finishing up the weather that I have a, a plan to play golf this coming Saturday. <laughs> and it's going to be low 90s, and it ain't going to be pleasant. Um, the yeah. other th- the other that, thing that, I was that's exactly right. I was at a car show today. I was uh there were some coworkers from my other job that were involved in a car show and they let me know about it. I'm like, "Let I'll go see them before I have to come in here." And so uh went up, went over there to the car show for about 45 minutes or so. And 
we there was the threat of the rain coming in, and they were thinking, oh, no, the rain might come through, and they were thinking that attendance might have been down just a little bit because of the threat of the rain. And yeah. and just having something like an event outside, an event outdoors, it's going to – you rely on whether you need snow for a skiing event or whether you're trying to avoid rain for a cookout or whatever. Yes, the, the reliance that we have on the weather – yeah, it's always going to be there because it it helps to breed life. Yeah, it it, it just is. It, and once again, we're 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 glad it's raining, but it, it it fascinates me that you know the the internet and all our technology and all our sophistication. The one thing that hasn't changed is our reliance on the weather, and in the growing season, our reliance on timely rain, not too much, just the right amount to uh make things work tiger woods pga golf ain't gonna ain't gonna keep me forever (laughs) gotta get out and swing a few speaking of golf uh down river in memphis first event of the uh, fedex cup playoffs just wrapped up they went to overtime on a really hot day and and i saw the eventual winner lucas glover b patrick cantlay in a playoff, not not that long ago. I mean, it just wrapped up in a playoff, but it was a hot week in Memphis today. Now it was ninety degrees, but the dew point was seventy-five. We don't get a lot of days here with dew points in the seventies. We do, but I I think it was that way all week in Memphis, where it was ninety degrees and the dew point was seventy-five. That is unbelievable in. By the looks of the ponds and the trees during the golf coverage today, it doesn't look like they had any breeze at all. Not that it would matter with with 90 degrees and a dew point of 75, but that that is old school heat and humidity right there. That's the real deal. And Lucas Glover, uh, he he made made the poor choice in a really hot day. He was wearing um, tan slacks. And he was sweating through them. <laughs> it was, I, Jonathan, I know you, you uh, had, had the golf on on one of the monitors in the studio, and, and I certainly uh, kept an eye on the golf today. Um, I, I'll just say he, this. He looked oh, hot. I'll just say this. I noticed. <laughs> I noticed. It was. I, noticed. I mean, it was hot. And he, he's one of these rare players that doesn't wear a glove either. And they – CBS was on the golf coverage, and at every hole, what he'd do is go over to where they keep the bottled water by the tee, and he would sink his hands and arms in up to the elbows in that ice water to kind of cool his body down. Wow. And and they were saying, and they were relaying on the telecast today, that most of the guys were going through about a bottle of water per hole. To stay hydrated That's today. Yeah. That's so, yeah, that that is another kind of humidity uh, down there in Memphis, Tennessee. But Lucas Glover won his second straight and uh, wins the first FedEx Cup playoff event. A lot of big names. Once again, he defeated Patrick Cantley. When we come back, uh, we'll recap what turned out to be a good weekend. It didn't start out so well in Philly when they got. Blitzed by the Phillies 13-2 to on Friday night, but they battle back 
and they win Saturday and they win again today. And I know you outlined some of the scores. Uh, I've got a couple of highlights teed up, and and we'll we'll play those and recap what, what turned out to be a solid weekend for the Twins after a rough four days in Detroit where they drop three out of four, and then they come home. And they've got a lot of home cooking coming up on the schedule. Uh, between now and the end of the month, just two road games. And that, that's a quick trip to uh, play the Brewers in Milwaukee. Um, I'm sure they'll fly. I doubt they'll take a motor coach. Just a two-game trip. Other than that, all home games. And then uh, a little bit later on in the program, we'll find out about what's going on at the State Fair. It's hard to believe the State Fair starts a week from Thursday. Uh, And then uh, my favorite space and science writer, Robert Zimmerman, will join us. He's written a lot of wonderful books about space and space exploration, and we'll talk about what's going on. Of course, SpaceX uh, with NASA, with the Chinese, with the Russians, etc. That between 9 and 10 o'clock tonight. Geraldine's away is Steve In, Jonathan Lowe is our producer here on News Talk. E3O WCCO. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Twins fans were feeling really good about the club when they took two out of three against the Cardinals and then swept the Diamondbacks over Hall of Fame weekend at Target Field. And then they go into Detroit and win the opener and beat the Tigers 9-3, to and it looks like this is going to be a cakewalk in August and September to a division crown, and let's, let's get set for the playoffs. And then they drop three in a row to the Tigers. Six zero nine five and three zero, and then they went into Philly and got beat by the Phillies thirteen to two on Friday night. Well, they bounced back to win the series with an eight one win Saturday and a three zero win today. And it got started early. Uh, one of the new guys, Jordan Lupolo, hit a home run. It turned out to be the game winner. And the 1-0 pitch, sky to right center field, deep, going back is Rojas at the track, at the wall. That ball is gone, a home run. 
Jordan Luplo, his first homer as a twin, lands one into the Phillies' bullpen. And the Twins again strike first and have a 1-0 lead here in the opening inning. So they get two RBI in the game, one in the third, one in the ninth from Jorge Polanco. Sonny Gray started. He was dominant today. Harper awaits an 0-2 and swings and misses and down he goes on strikes. It's the sixth strikeout for Sonny Gray. He's been masterful and now it's Castellanos. Yeah, masterful indeed. The bullpen, Caleb Thielabar and company close out the shutout. Uh, the line on Gray today is six innings, two hits, no runs, seven strikeouts. The only blemish, three walks on the ball game today. And the manager, Rod Baldelli, talked about Sonny Gray. He had a few things going. I think it was a, just a overall, you know, nice outing for him. He was, uh, I think his command was, was good. We've probably seen it better, but he attacked. I, I think one thing that we saw this series, and Sonny, you know, showed us this today, when, when you attack and you get ahead, good things generally do follow. And then you have so many options after that. But uh, when he got out, out there and got ahead of them and wasn't afraid to use his fastball uh, against them, overall, I think that's what kind of made it all work. But you have to attack them, and you can't get passive and uh, pitch around that lineup. They're, they're too good. So uh, the roller coaster ride continues, Jonathan Lowe, for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, pretty good homestand. Joe Maurer into the Twins Hall of Fame. And then four ugly games in a row, three in Detroit, one in Philly, and you think, okay, this is going the wrong direction. Then they bounce back Saturday and Sunday, and here we go. Uh, as you pointed out, at the end of 60 minutes, day off Monday, two quick games with the Tigers, Tuesday night, uh, Wednesday matinee, and then another day off on Thursday. Pirates come to town, another day off next Monday. Then they'll be in Milwaukee and then uh, the Rangers come to town to start a four-game series that corresponds with the start of the State Fair at Target Field. And that that one will get started on Thursday night, the 24th. And then the Guardians come to town uh, for three big games. So a lot of home cooking for the Twins coming up. Yeah, and, and take advantage of these days off now to get yourself right because that means you're not going to have a lot of them coming no. up in September to finish off the season. Yeah, and, and for the Twins, I, I know this is asking a lot because when you've been hovering around 500, inconsistency is going to be the name of the game. The ups, the downs, you know, the four ugly games, three to close it out in Detroit, the first game in Philly, just really a bad look. And then they bounce back, and it's kind of like, wow, you know, especially today, Sonny Gray, some timely hitting, uh, good bullpen work. And their lead is four and a half in the division. But remember, there are only four games over 500 right now in the division. And as I pointed out, a lot of home games coming up. And really the only road trip to Milwaukee. And like I say, that's that's an easy trip uh, down the road. If they went by bus, what is it, about five hours to the home of the Brewers? Uh, I'm sure they'll fly. But uh, nevertheless, good stretch for the Twins coming up at home. 7.33 is our time. We'll take a break. We'll update that weather, tell you where it's raining, and how much rain we'll get in these parts. We'll do that in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Steve Thompson in for Gerilyn Steele. Gerilyn has a night off. Jonathan Lowe is our producer. And wasn't that long ago, if you would have said ride, Sherry, you would have said, what? 
Let's ride and share. Well, it's a big part of our transportation network here and around the country. And there is a proposed ordinance in the city of Minneapolis that would boost the pay of rideshare drivers. And representing Ward 2, member of the Minneapolis City Council, uh, Robin Wansley joining us on the line. Uh, we, we certainly do appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, Rideshare, relatively new concept. I've used it uh, particularly uh, when traveling. It's it's invaluable. It's an important part of our transportation <laughs> network. And there's a brand new ordinance to make sure that, that the drivers uh, are properly compensated. Yes, yes. Um, as you mentioned, you know, there was a world before Uber and Lyft where you probably took a taxi to where you needed to go. Um, but you know, in the wake of Uber and Lyft entering into the market, um, here in Minneapolis about five years or less ago, um, we saw the taxi cab industry destroyed. And as a result of that, we had drivers constantly coming up to city hall as early as last year, September of last year saying, we need you all to support us ensure that we're getting necessary worker protections, like minimum compensation. Um, and they've kept organizing and have kept, you know, asking elected officials to support them in having those basic, you know, worker protections here at the city level and state level. Um, and this January, I'm, I'm proud to have led the council to meet that call um, to introduce this ordinance that gives them that minimum compensation, that gets them to the floor where we've already passed the $15 minimum wage. And I felt very grateful to be part of that fight um, and other necessary worker protections. Um, and hopefully, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this overwhelmingly passing council this Thursday. Um, it's a process that has been supported by the drivers, by city staff, um, by the public at large. Um, and here's a way for our, our city to actually live up to those worker rights and worker-friendly values that um, I'm very proud that our city has, you know, really deeply grounded itself in um, over the past decade. I understand there was a proposal uh, at the legislature to address this, and it was tabled, if you will, and it's going to be studied, may come up again in in 2024 um do you, is it important that minneapolis acts now absolutely minneapolis has always been a trailblazer for the state when it's come to workers rights um i like to reference the fact that you know in 2017 if minneapolis had not took the step and specifically city council uh to pass uh the 15 minimum wage and earn sick and safe time we wouldn't see some of the robust you know, worker protections that we're seeing being advanced at the state, like, you know, paid leave, that paid leave program, or, you know, worker protections for other gig uh, employees or, you know, non-traditional unionized employees like Amazon workers. Um, That would not have happened if Minneapolis had not been for quite some time responsive to the needs of workers. And we simply can't defer action. Uh, when thousands of drivers, workers who, as you mentioned, provide a critical service for all of our residents here, working class people, when they're unable to pay their bills or buy groceries or be able to provide school supplies for their children, um, that is something that we do not need to wait on the state for. We can take that action on Thursday, um, as we've done in the past with other crucial worker protections that have set 
um, a really crucial mandate for the state of being a worker-friendly, a union-friendly um, place and region. Minneapolis City Council member Robin Wansley joining us, representing Ward 2, talking about an ordinance that would boost pay and make certain pay guarantees for Uber and Lyft drivers. Are there concerns that Uber and Lyft may pull out of the city if this is enacted? You know, I have heard, at least from the oppositional letters that Uber and Lyft have submitted, um, as of now, there has not been those threats. Um, There's been the threat or uh, concern that you mentioned of just wait until the state um, to take action, defer to uh, the task force that the governor uh, created in the wake of him vetoing um, the bill, which I do want to note, you know, the state House and state Senate, Senate, which is the equivalent of our legislative body on city council, they passed this. It was the executive branch that vetoed it. And I'm hoping that we have the same outcome on Thursday where the legislative branch stands with workers this Thursday and that we aren't put in a place where the executive branch, which would be the case of Mayor Fry then using his veto power um, to stand with the corporate lobbyists um, who are coming in from California and saying that, you know, we shouldn't be um, meeting the the needs of workers by making sure they're earning uh, minimum wages and making sure they're having, you know, basic worker protections that any worker deserves. Um, so, you know, I, I'm really excited for this Thursday. I'm excited about the work that we've put into getting this ordinance um, ready for a vote. Um, and I'm really grateful for the workers who I want to name. This is their sole income. This is their primary job. And they have missed many hours of pay that could go towards paying their rent and groceries to show up at City Hall uh, to show up at the Capitol to say elected officials, you should not be allowing corporate greed to have thousands of your workers, especially predominantly immigrant, black and brown women workers earn poverty wages. Um, So here's a moment for us to show up and stand with those workers who've had no choice but to organize and use these channels uh, to really get basic worker protections that I think anyone in this, this role as a public official should stand behind. And in Minneapolis, we have a history of doing that. Is there a concern on your part? Because certainly the, the, the naysayers, those who don't want to see this ordinance pass, say it, it's going to make rides too expensive, that, that lower-income folks aren't going to be able to afford to use Uber or Lyft in the city. And, you know, I totally understand the fear. Of course, you know, people want to make sure that they can still use um, this crucial service and that they won't be priced out of it. Um, But I've also been very, you know, consistent in in speaking with constituents who've raised those concerns justifiably is that that is a false dichotomy. That's a false, you know, narrative that Uber and Lyft and corporations before them and after them will continue to um, put out into the public when there's threats of regulation um, coming their way. Um, And there's no need for Uber and Lyft because it would be their decision if they decided to raise rates on a ride. Um, There's no need for that, um, you know, to pit drivers and riders and working class people against each other when they have more than enough profits to be able to pay their workers a $15 minimum wage, that minimum compensation, and they have more than enough profits uh, to then also keep rides very affordable um, so that people in low-income areas are disabled residents, um, working class people can keep um, utilizing the service. 
And I know this because I encourage residents to Google, like I've done myself, you know, in 2022, Uber and Lyft uh, collectively um, earned over $10 billion in, in revenue of, of profit. So access, surplus, we're talking about extra. Um, so they have more than enough revenue to be able to meet the needs of their drivers, which are those minimum compensations and basic worker protections, while also making sure that riders can still use this critical service. But to say that we can't pay drivers, um, you know, the minimum wage, they have to stick with poverty wages in order to keep rides affordable, that's a false choice. And I hope residents know uh, you do not need to buy into it. Uber and Lyft are a multi-billion dollar out-of-state corporation that can do both, and we should encourage them to do both. And nevertheless, we will encourage them to do both when we vote on this on Thursday and say that no worker in Minneapolis, whether you are in a unionized uh, workforce or if you're riding um, Uber or Lyft, will earn poverty wages in our city. Yeah, it, it, that argument came up when raising the minimum wage to fifteen dollars. Oh, it'll be, you'll be paying ten dollars for a Big Mac. You'll you know, n- no one will be able to afford to eat at McDonald's anymore. Well, we know that's not true. And that made me nervous too. That that made yeah. me nervous because I like my Big Mac every now and then. And as we've seen, you know, the minimal wage going up in select cities, because I'm going to highlight, you know, the federal minimum wage is still $7.25. But again, Minneapolis took this out and became the first uh, Midwestern city to pass a 15 minimum wage. And that helped to lift thousands, tens of thousands of working class people out of poverty. It stopped working class people from having to work two or three jobs to, you know, pay their rent. Um, so I'm glad that we set that premise. And the reason why you're paying, you know, for a Big Mac had nothing to do with that. As we've seen just, you know what, the past couple uh, months ago, eggs were the highest they've ever been. Right. And it wasn't because of 15. <laughs> um, it was not for that. So I yeah. think we should always not buy into the false narrative or it's basically a boogeyman decoy for that corporations use. They use the same with child labor laws. There was a time period when corporations literally said, let's keep kids in, in, you know, dangerous workplace conditions and not pay them. And we're even seeing other states pass, uh, you know, or roll back those child labor law protections. So, and corporations are saying this is great for us. So I, we should never buy into the threats that corporations put out there, especially when it's promising doomsday, when we're literally saying as cities, as a regulatory body, we should end poverty wages. We should raise the threshold of standards for workers so that they can have safe and equitable conditions to work under. That, that should be a non-negotiable. And I think in Minneapolis, based off of our past record, that does seem to be a non-negotiable, and we're advancing it with this ordinance, it falls in alignment with that president. And I'm really excited to be leading um, with my co-authors, Councilmember Chavez and Councilmember Osmond, um, to just, you know, raise the bar higher, again, for what we, uh, you know, say workers deserve in our city. Now, is there a spot where people can easily go if, if they want to read this ordinance and find out more? Is there is an easy place for people to check that out? Absolutely. They can actually go on my uh, webpage. Uh, if you Google, again, love Googling, you know, Robin Wansley Ward to City of Minneapolis. It actually is the first thing that's on my page <laughs> of giving the policy highlights. It also includes a link to the ordinance language. Um, you can also go on the City of Minneapolis website if you type in Fair Drive 
or safe ride. Um, that will direct you also to a web page that has all of this information. Um, you can also uh, submit public comment there um, and, you know, provide feedback um, since we have passed the period of doing the public hearing that happened last Tuesday. Um, but folks can still submit public comment. Uh, we encourage, you know, residents to also show up this Thursday when we take a vote up or down. Um, and I'm confident that my colleagues will stand as they've done before with thousands of drivers, um, but they have the opportunity or residents have the opportunity to come to City Hall um, 930 this Thursday um, to see um, if we stand on the side of workers or if we stand on the side of corporate influence and corporate lobbyists coming in uh, from, from California to tell us that workers should earn poverty wages. So um, those are some of the ways in which our residents can access information on this ordinance and also provide feedback, but also show up too. Well, pleasure to visit with you this evening. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. Minneapolis Councilmember Robin Wansley representing Ward 2, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Quick break. We have much more to come. All the news at 8. Next hour on the program, yes, the fair starts a week from Thursday. What's new at the fair? We'll get into that. My favorite space and science writer, Following the news and weather at 9, Robert Zimmerman will join us. Stephen Fitzgerald tonight here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. We've heard about the devastating fire in Maui. How about this news today? At least five dead in a Pennsylvania house explosion. We'll have more coming up from CBS at 8 o'clock. And then, uh, like old times, my two grown daughters uh, took Dad to a movie today. We'll talk about that movie following the news. Then we'll get an update on the State Fair. What's new at the fair following the weather at 830? It's all on the way here at News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.